This is a Federal News Network podcast. The recent $1.9 trillion spending bill has a lot of elements. It seeks to improve the condition of small businesses. It also includes money to help the government modernize its information technology. Several provisions impinge directly on the General Services Administration. For more, we have the acting GSA administrator, Katie Kale. Ms. Kale, good to have you on. Thank you, Tom. It's great to be here. And the Associate Administrator for the Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization, Exody Rowe. Mr. Rowe, good to have you on. Thank you, Tom. It's good to be here as well. Ms. Kale, tell us what exactly is the task for GSA under the American Rescue Plan? Yes. For GSA specifically, the American Rescue Plan included $1 billion for the Technology Modernization Fund and $150 million for the Federal Citizens Services Fund, both of which are housed at GSA. Getting into the TMF, the Technology Modernization Fund, it's a funding model that allows agencies to reimagine and transform the way they use technology to deliver their mission in service of the American public. So GSA administers the fund, and the additional $1 billion provides an opportunity to address the legacy technology and strengthen cybersecurity posture throughout the government. In earlier years, though, TMF funding has never been more than, I think, 100 maybe million dollars at the most. Some years it was $25 million. Now you've got a billion, and there's a whole apparatus for that money to go out to the agencies. Tell us about how that will work now, and is GSA equipped for what you hope is demand by agencies seeking that money? Absolutely. The infusion of $1 billion into any agency and any fund is going to mean that you need to take a look at the processes and the management to see what needs to change and what will remain the same. As you have probably heard, the process that we've had in place for the last three years has worked really well. It's a process where federal agencies who are interested in technology modernization will submit proposals, We have a TMF board that reviews those proposals and invites the project teams to pitch their projects. And then the funds are distributed incrementally in ties to performance against targets and milestones. All the while, we have technical experts from GSA and the U.S. Digital Service able to provide technical support, increase their team capabilities and troubleshoot issues to guarantee successful outcomes. We don't see any of that changing. But we do want to work closely with the new federal CIO and the larger OMB, as well as the TMF board, to ensure that we have a process that's sustainable with this larger $1 billion um, that's going to be able to capture the current technology needs of all of the federal agencies. And often that technology need requires business and contractors. So I'm wondering if there's a tie-in here to small business in some manner. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Exodi can talk more definitely about the small business tie-in. So yes, the American Rescue Plan provides $25 billion in additional funding for the Paycheck Protection Program, including to expand eligibility to additional nonprofits and digital news services. There is a fund for the targeted economic injury disaster loan advance. It provides $15 billion dollars. It's called the EIDL payments, including payments for those hardest hit small businesses. The new rescue plan provides $100 million to establish a community navigator pilot program, and grants will be eligible to organizations supporting efforts to improve access to the COVID-19 pandemic assistance programs and resources. Well, does this come from GSA or from the Small Business Administration? It comes from the Small Business Administration, but it's just funding as a, as a whole for 
small businesses through the new law. Because GSA has for many years been one of the steward agencies for ensuring that federal agencies meet their small business contracting goals. That hasn't gone away. What are you planning as as the new associate administrator for that whole area to fulfill the spirit of what's going on with respect to small business and minority-owned businesses? I love it, and it's a great question, Tom. So Ozdabu works with and supports FAST and PBS through partnerships. So we work with our acquisition agencies to achieve GSA's prime and subcontracting small business and socioeconomic small business goals, acquisition strategy planning, training, and outreach. And to achieve this, I meet with my colleagues to discuss achievements, challenges, and solutions regarding acquisition and small business goals. We also collaborate and ensure that the small business program is considered in all contracting processes. We advise and assist contracting, technical, and program managers to increase the use of small business program participants as well. Because GSA has, of course, the Federal Acquisition Service, you've got the Building Service, you've got the fleet and uh, so many different arms that do acquisition outside of information technology. So it seems like you've got to kind of weigh in with them to make sure that everybody's on the same sheet of music here. Yes, that's exactly what we do at Ozdabu. We partner with FAST and PBS to ensure that all the small business goals are met. All right. And both of you are, well, I should say, uh, Ms. Kale, you're returning to GSA, I believe, after a stint there during the Obama administration. And Exodia, you're new to the executive branch. Katie, what have you noticed differently? How are things different at GSA? And what are your overall plans there so far as your acting administrator? Absolutely. So it has been a great privilege and honor. And I, I can't tell you how excited I am to be back at GSA. As you mentioned, I was here during the Obama administration. After six and a half years in the White House leading the Office of Management and Administration over there, I came to GSA as the chief of staff and was at the chief of staff at the very end of the administration. Um, And to come back after four years, um, reunite with some amazing GSAers has been wonderful. In terms of what we're looking at for the first 100 days and beyond, we are so intertwined with the the priorities of this administration, whether it be COVID relief, all of this work that we're talking about with technology, we are ready to go and ready to lead by example within all of the the federal agencies. So we're really excited about the work that we have ahead of us. Because you do have a lot of inherited programs that have been ongoing. I think even before the Trump administration, some of them were started. There are new government-wide acquisition vehicles contemplated, especially uh, that relate to small business. You've got the consolidation of the schedules, which is partially complete, but that's ongoing. So there's a lot of pieces to pick up to, though, aren't there? Absolutely. It, It was amazing to see how many things have really remained the same since the last time that I was here, whether it's the work that you were talking about within FAS or our sustainability work that we have both in Office of Government-Wide Policy, FAS, and in the public building services. There is, there is work that started many administrations ago, many administrators ago, and continues, and we're just going to you know, take this next iteration, strengthen it, and, and really run with it. And Exodi, you're new to the executive branch, if I'm correct here. What does it look like so far, and uh, what are your plans writ large? Sure, that's a great question, Tom. Uh, So as you said, I am new to the executive branch, uh, but I'm not new to serving small businesses. Prior to joining GSA, 
uh, I was the director of policy and external affairs for the Congressional Black Caucus. And so I worked, I have worked on small business policy and worked directly with small businesses for over 14 years, starting in Congressman Jerry McNerney's office in a congressional California district office. And so now that I'm at Ozdabu, my plans are for the agency is first and foremost, we want to get an A plus on the Small Business Administration Small Business Procurement Scorecard. We also want to make sure that we enhance small business opportunities by ensuring there's a significant focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, the COVID-19 response, improving the economic recovery, and supporting climate initiatives by educating the small business community on opportunities and by training the acquisition workforce on the importance and ease of utilizing small business programs. There's also an executive order that we want to promote the use of historically Black colleges and universities in the federal government procurement process. We also want to make sure that we expand Ozdabu's reach to the small business community throughout the country, specifically in economically disadvantaged areas. So I'm excited about this mission. And just on a personal note, are you moving to Washington or or were you already here for the committee work? Well, uh, Tom, it's a great question. I actually live in Washington, D.C. So again, prior to uh, joining GSA, I actually worked, worked on Capitol Hill. Okay, so you know what the good and bad is of this town. A lot of good in this town. I love I love Washington, D.C. and just all the uh, resources here and all the free institutions and museums and so forth. There's so much to do in, in D.C. Well, as someone who comes from a native Washingtonian family myself, I can agree with you there. Exody Rowe is the Associate Administrator for the Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization at GSA. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Tom, for having me. I appreciate it. And Katie Kale is the Acting Administrator. Great to have you on as well. It's been great talking to you, Tom. Thank you again. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. We now bring you a special presentation from our friends at WEPA. Shane, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us about WEPA and your new podcast? Mike, great to see you again. The podcast series, Lessons in Leadership, what we're trying to do is, is take a deeper dive, a different angle into the conversation around leadership with great leaders at all levels of government. Uh, since the 1900s, leadership has been studied in a serious and academic way. Uh, great man theory, the leader-follower theory, the inspirational leader, transformational leader. All of these are backward-looking um, development of styles, looking at an individual, figuring out how they did leadership, and then translating it into a form that we can use today to learn, to perhaps emulate, copy. But great leaders, they have more than one style. I think, I truly think that a great leader can adapt and transform into the role that's needed at that time. So what we're trying to do is, is talk to great leaders and go a level deeper. Tell us about your, a story in your past. Tell us an inspiration that really affected your ability to lead others. And this certainly applies in the uh, federal space the federal government, it's over 2 million employees. Great leaders are throughout the federal government, both at the top and the middle ranks. And what we want to do is ask them to pull inside their memory, pull inside their personal history, find those moments in time when they were changed, they were inspired, they learned something, 
about leadership from another person. Perhaps it was uh, from themselves. And they brought that to the workplace. And they inspired other and became great leaders. So that's what we're trying to do with the podcast. Okay, so I, I get that you wanted to start with leadership. But what makes leadership such an important topic right now for federal workers? Great question. Leadership today is tested like never before. Um, today's, if I had to put a leadership style, if I had to put names to it, we hear about um, empathetic, we hear transparent, we hear uh, inspirational. So today we have COVID, we have a down economy, we have people, we have social uh, injustice that we're dealing with. There are many new factors. And it's drawing like never before on a leader's ability to pull from within themselves and adapt to the current change. So leadership today is almost brand new again. We're taking all kinds of different styles, attributes, learnings that leaders have. They're looking at the current situation that we're in and understanding how do I move groups of people? How do I move my employees? How do I inspire? How do I get them to the next best place. So I think leadership today, this conversation uh, is extremely relevant, perhaps more relevant than it's been in several decades. You know, we talk about an employee's personal route to growth, but what role does the management side have in this? I think in the federal government, it's, it's a little bit different than it is in the private sector. Uh, my father was a civilian federal employee. Uh, he joined the federal government in the 1960s. Uh, John Kennedy, he was inspired by ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. He had opportunities to go in the private sector. That notion of service inspired him. It inspired an entire generation. I would like to think that call to service, which is unique in, in the federal space, in the government space, still exists today. Well, that about says it all. But is anything else you'd want the audience to know about you personally or WEPA as an, as an organization? Uh, I have been uh, around the group affinity insurance world for um, three decades. Uh, led This is my second a major organization that I've led. And I will tell you that we impart this feeling, uh, you mentioned it, Mike, about service, this notion. We serve those who serve. And uh, I will tell you that it's refreshing. It's a blessing to be there. And <clears throat> I have so much respect for civilian federal employees at every level of government. In this podcast, we're hoping to talk to leaders which are similarly inspired and can share their learnings over a lifetime, and uh, this will be useful information uh, for anybody in government service. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.